Hello, welcome to the Bush League Gaming Podcast, your source for ordinary opinions from ordinary gamers. Today we are reviewing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. I'm your host, Jacob Bush, and with me today, he is such a big Batman fan that he refuses to watch the Justice League, and he still isn't sure what a Dreamcast is. His name is Adam Mossberger. This is true, and I don't think I ever will watch the Justice League. Or know what a Dreamcast is. I've explained it to you before. No. What's... It's a... It's a video game console. It's a video game console. Oh, oh. Yep. And we have a very special guest with us today. Uh, He thinks that the Fets can actually beat Batman and Robin, and he has zero patience for people whining on Twitter. He is the wannabe critic, Gabriel Fast. Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And... I, I somehow I knew somehow yeah. I knew you were going to lead with that, and I was you, like, "Oh yeah, it's going to be great." They're going to have me on to talk about Tony Hawk, and little did I know that I'm about to be crucified for my opinions with my co-host. So this is know. this is one thing because I'm going to step in before. I, I, you're right, Gabe. You you saw this coming. I I set you up. I set Adam up, but I want to keep it friendly. And this is about Tony Hawk. So we're going to sit here for two seconds. Adam and I watched Batman Forever two weeks ago. Okay, there is a good argument. Depending on what Batman iteration you're talking about, that he would easily lose to the Fets. And Ryan Scalf, our other co-host not here today, also agreed that he would lose to the Fets. So this is going to be Bushly Gaming, but who are the Fets? Boba Fett and Django Fett? Oh, you're talking about Boba Fett and Django I'm glad Fett? I, I'm glad I clarified that. No, no, that's a good clarification because we I listened to his episode. He, I'm thinking Batman Universe. Who the heck are the Fets? Boba Fett and Django Fett. Are you more open to this now? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the slightest. So, but okay. Adam's Batman is comic book Batman, but like very detailed comic book Batman where he's a little OP, but there are plenty of iterations of Batman. Quite frankly, anything before Nolan's was pretty trash. He was not a good Batman. In in terms of movies? In In terms of skill. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, you just hit it on the head right there in terms yeah. of skill. And and I do have to clarify. There's a, there's an episode, very That's interesting cool. episode, and I can't wait to get you I can't wait to get you screaming into your micro or into your car <laughs> or wherever you're at again because we did Thor versus Superman, right? Mm, and Okay, okay. Yeah, and that one went longer than I thought it was going to, and I actually had my mind changed mid- midway through, which is kind of funny, but what we decided to do because it's so hard and you are right. You know, that's, that's very unfair. Are we talking Michael Keaton, Batman? Are we talking, and even whenever you talk about comic book, Batman, like, are we talking like court of owls, Batman or like year one, Batman or are we stuff. Thinking, Okay. You know what I mean? Are we, are what, which, what, what are we talking about here? So yes. what we have decided to do is now it's going to be okay. Out of a hundred, out of 100, how many times does, you know, cause you can't win a hundred out of a hundred times. It's just not possible. There's no mm. way. So That's out a of a hundred times, it. like out of a hundred times, cause we, we don't, we don't want to piss people off. Like we don't, we don't want to make people mad and, but we do want people to get thinking about it. You know, and I've always had a hard time with the death battle because it's so definitive and they're thinking like, Oh, clear cut. This is going to win. It's like, mm, no, there has to be X amount of times that the opposer wins. So, you know, I would say probably, I don't know if we put a number on it, but I would probably say 60 to 70 times out of a hundred, the Fets beat Batman. I'm sorry. No. Like, <laughs> well, I'm sorry. sorry. It's, it's okay here. And I'm going to cut this conversation because this is about Tony Hawk today, but I love this. And, <laughs> wow. and this, is, this is where I'm going to lead into this because you need to go listen to those episodes. Though I was screaming at my radio, iPhone, whatever you want to call it, they made solid, well-founded decisions, conversation. It, was, it wasn't just people like, oh yeah, you know, Gabe g- goes through this. And this is Gabe where, where I want to plug you. So Adam, go check these episodes out. There's two of them. Gabe, tell the people where you're at. Let them know where they can find you, where they can find this episode, other content you make. Yeah. Yeah. You can find um, pretty much if you go to any podcast platform uh, and you type in wannabe critic productions, that's the publisher for the shows. Uh, that's my handle, you know, for podcast stuff. So you have uh, several podcast feeds over there to go check out that I kind of have a hand in. Our main one's the Wannabe Critic Podcast. It's a weekly news slash review, um, as well as a, a bunch of other stuff. We have several different... The idea was to kind of get different things going on in that podcast feed, kind of something that for everybody. And that's kind of the goal that we've pushed there. And then also I have a YouTube channel. It's just called The Wannabe Critic. I do music, games, uh, more, I'm doing, starting demo more into movies. Um, but yeah, I just, I like to review stuff. I like to talk about stuff. So want to be critic productions on podcast stuff and, you know, type in the want to be critic on YouTube and you'll be able to find a bunch of stuff I make there. So please, please listeners go check it out. 
awesome content. Um, but today we are talking about Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. We are reviewing it. Uh, this game came out on September 4th, 2020. This is a $40 game. Uh, it was originally released in 1999 and 2000. Tony Hawk 1, Tony Hawk 2 was 2000. I was nine years old, 10 years old. You were probably nine, 10 around that too. Mm-hmm. Gabe, were you around that age? I was, I was four years old in 1989 and I was five years old in the year 2000. So there Fant- you go. Fantastic. So, but Gabe, going right into it, did you play the originals? Do they have a nostalgia for factor for you? Yeah, and it's funny you ask because the first one I, I never I, I, my my parents were very much against video games. They just didn't really get it. You know, I had a Game Boy, and it's funny we had a Sega Dreamcast. That's what I grew up playing. There you go. And I didn't I did never play the first one, but I did play the second one a lot. Like I played it a lot as a little kid and I didn't have a memory card for a really long time or we had memory cards, but the concept of the memory card going inside the controller to make it work, I was like, yeah, why do I have to keep freaking restarting? Like every time, like it would, it would be the thing of, I'd play for weeks and weeks, the same levels over and over again. (laughs) And I, you know, I'd be like, I got the idea one time. I was like, well, I'm just going to leave the Dreamcast on for X amount of time. And that way I can keep my stuff. I'm like, this isn't normal. And my dad, you know, months later is like, oh yeah, you know, you need to use the memory card. I'm like, thanks. Okay. That would have been great to know. You know It doesn't compute with a child, right? Those kind of things don't compute with children. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. But yes, the second one holds a a very special play in my heart. I love that. Adam, how about you? Yeah. These games are super nostalgic for me. Now I never owned whatever console it was even on to play. So I played the N64 for the first one. Okay. So I didn't even have an N64, but I vividly remember going to friend's house and playing local split screen yeah. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 for yep. hours into the wee hours of the night, you know? So turning it on again, remastered, super nostalgic right away. It hits you hard, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Big time. So I, my experience with it was I, I owned both of them. And something I quickly realized playing this game is that I was really bad as a kid and I didn't have anyone older around to get me past certain levels. So I noticed, especially with Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, I hadn't seen some of those back end levels because I wasn't good enough to get there. So like it did this weird thing of, oh yeah, I know these first four, first three really, really well. And then some of it was like kind of a new game for me to play through. So I, man, I loved playing through this again. Yeah, I felt that way because I think as a kid, I wasn't actually really paying attention to the levels. It was more about who was I using to skate with and am I beating my friend? Yeah. So I, so it was kind of a new game for me too, actually playing it through again. I was like, wow, I don't remember some of this stuff. Gabe, how do you, again, you were pretty young too playing this. Yeah, but you know, the Dreamcast, I, I don't think that, you know, the ported version for Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, I don't think came out until like 2001 or 2002 for the Dreamcast, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. Um, So I could be wrong, you know, whatever if I'm wrong, but I didn't start playing it until I was in like second grade. Okay. So by that time I was a little more, you know, willing to learn or whatever but yeah i kind of i kind of feel the same way as as he does i played or maybe you you, i think it was you the one that said like you knew the first few levels really really well yeah i just honestly i would spend hours and hours and hours and hours in the um gap or the uh what do they call it? The half pipe in the warehouse oh, or yeah. the uh, hangar, the hangar. In hangar. My, I'm sorry. Yeah. In the hangar. And I would just spend hours and hours and hours there and yeah. trying like, I would just immediately go and unlock the helicopter and like break open the outside. And like, I would just spend, I, that's mostly where I spent my time in that game because I never did. I always did free skate. Like I would just stay in free skate for like hours and hours and just stay in that 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 uh, half pipe and just keep trying to do the same tricks over and over again, like perfect those tricks. So yeah, it was kind of crazy, like getting to that level again and just feeling it feeling almost identical to whenever um, I was a little kid. Absolutely. Yeah. So question based on what you're saying, Gabe, was there a free skate mode in this new one? There was a free skate mode in this new one. Okay, so I was so concerned about just getting through it so yeah. that we could review it and stuff like that, that I totally missed the so, free skate. And this is good for listeners too to kind of create a picture. When you open up the game, you get past the kind of cinematic. There's three panels. It's Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. And then there's this third one, which is online, uh, create a park, and free skate. So there's these other categories there. And you can do some of that there. So quite frankly, some of the challenges are best to do in free skate. So you don't have to keep restarting your round. 
Missed that? Totally missed that. Dude. <laughs> totally missed there, that. There is so, that whole panel, there is so much more to the game, which is going to, not great for someone trying to review it, but we've disclosed that. Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, just, I don't think it took away from my ability to no, review the game, but I just, I would have loved that option. And that was actually something I was going to bring up was like, I want to just skate. The best thing to do, and this is what we did. You can, and Emily can, my wife can attest to this, but you just go on a free skate and you can do co-op split screen and just skate around for hours and just mess around. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So put another point in the Tony Hawk. So anyways, we're, we're touching on this guys. I want to get your overall opinions of this because Gabe, you've been very silent on Twitter about this. I appreciate that. I like going into these episodes, not knowing anything. Adam's been silent about this. I've been very vocal, but to people who are on this podcast, but starting with you, Gabe, you're a guest. Uh, what did you think of this game overall? Yeah. I mean, I think it was one of those things of don't fix it if it ain't broke. You know, you've spent the past decade trying to iterate on those first two games that are so beloved, you know, by so many people. And all we wanted was more of what the first games gave us, in my opinion, you know. Um, So to be able to kind of take a step back and really feel like it's the same game as before was all you could ever want. It feel it, it was this really like, it's almost like a time warp type thing where I feel like I'm just in the exact same boat as I was, you know, 10 years ago. Absolutely. Um, you know, 12 years ago doing, doing the exact same stuff. It's like, wow, it just kind of puts, it's one of those things. I'm glad this exists because it kind of puts life in perspective for you as to how much you really change or how much rather how much you don't really change as you those those basic things you like kind of always just kind of stick around. So I loved this game. Um, I'm, I'm still playing it. I do want to fully disclose I have spent a lot of time on the game. I'm not good at it. I enjoy playing it. I suck at it. Um, I haven't beaten all the levels, so I'm about halfway through it. Um, but I've played it a lot, you know, enough to have an opinion. It's the same. I mean, you know what I mean? It's You, you, you know what's there. I mean, yeah, it's, I know it's, it's there. Tony Hawk first game. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. You know what's there. So I have very little negativity to bring to the table on this game um i, I really enjoyed it i, I think uh, are we going negatives yet i mean am i do you want me to put no, yeah, my, hold, my... hold off on your negatives okay yeah um, i enjoyed the game i you know and i'm gonna i'm gonna put a pin in that I, I appreciate that and man again when you're playing something nostalgic it does do a weird thing to kind of like remind you where you're at and where you were and and it can kind of this game does it really well where it it reflects what you felt because a lot of games when they're remade well, if they just keep the, the, everything the same, it's not, you don't remember it like you played it when you were a kid. So they did it really well where I felt like I was playing it back in the day. How about you, Adam? Yeah, absolutely. When I turned it on, I could picture in my mind, it's like that when you hear a song, an old song you haven't heard in a long time, and instantly you're brought back to the first time you heard it. I was instantly brought back to the very living room that I first played this game on. Yeah. And from there on, I mean, I was hooked. I mean, I, I didn't need any convincing that, am I going to like this game? I knew it the moment I started playing. And sure, we'll get into, we'll get into some negatives. Um, but overall, the whole time, I was just, this is, this is who I am. When the game came out originally, I was skating, and the game was, came out, and I could play as my favorite skaters. Don't forget the music, too. It's formative to our music taste. Oh, and I was going to bring that up. The music, the clothing, everything was, this is who I am as a person. And then when they bring in the new music that I'm listening to today, yeah. it, it was this brilliant juxtaposition of, of what I felt like when I was 10 years old to I'm feeling the same way now. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> I yeah, haven't changed that much. So I, to Gabe and Adam, listener, uh, I have a whole music section. So we'll, we'll dive deep into music because I think that is, when you think Tony Hawk, you think you know, awesome nineties, but also music is like right at the forefront. And I'm, I'm curious question. You talk about booting up the game, Gabe, you talk about booting up the game was the first song that played for you. Superman by Goldfinger. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Superman by Goldfinger. Was that for you too? I th- it must've been, I think, I think yeah. they did that intentionally. Cause that game is so synonymous. I mean, that song's so synonymous with the game to me. I can't hear that song and not think, Oh, I got to play Tony Hawk right now. So then bringing that back, then putting it at the forefront genius. I love that. Let's go into some gameplay elements real quick. So it's a arcade skater. You know, there's been other skaters in the past that have kind of iterated more on the 
RPG elements of skating. So I think of skate, the franchise skate one, two, and three. Uh, it's more of like a career. Tony Hawk does that with what was American wasteland and underground, underground. I think. but this is back to the, this is the arcade roots. This is what we all remember. It's two minute sessions. You've got to do things like high pro six scores, high combos, collect the skate, uh, collect hydrants, boxes, hats, etc. A lot of that's doing specific tricks over specific locations. Sometimes the hardest thing to me, because I don't know where something's at. And I also don't know what the trick necessarily is. And as a kid, I never could nail any of those. Collect stat points, collect secret tapes, hit the gaps and find alien plushies. I don't know if you saw any alien plushies. They're pretty hard to find. It's how you unlock the alien skater in the game. Also news. Also news. (laughs) If you know about the alien skater in the game. I did not. I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, and, and another classic thing with Tony Hawk is that they've always done really cool unlockable characters. So I'll blow your mind with another character that was unlocked. If if you didn't know about the alien, I'll, I'll save it. Uh, but yeah, they, they they brought some of those elements back. It's not as good as having Spider Man in the game. That was that was something of the classic. That oh yeah, he was in the original, wasn't he? He was. He oh was. my god. Yeah, you could unlock Spider Man. Oh my gosh, skater. dude! Yeah. I totally wow. forgot about that. There was some. There was a bunch of other ones too. Yeah, there were. I want to say Wolverine was in there. Oh, see, bro, it, like it's all coming back to me. Like the the feeling of being able to play Wolverine on the skateboard. <laughs> it's so dumb, it's so, but it's cool. <laughs> Tony wouldn't let them take Spider-Man back. So I'm sure there's something along those lines. But guys, I want to know, who did you main? I want to know who you mained back in the day. Who did you main this time around? Adam, start with you. Jeff Rowley. Why, why is that? That was a very uh, uh, firm answer. Oh, yeah. He was, uh, it was all street. And that's what I liked best, street skate. And he was just so innovative. I don't know if you remember the old school Jeff Rowley skate videos. I don't. He was just like ahead of his time in terms of the tricks. Like, I think he, I could be wrong. Sorry, listeners, I could be wrong on this, but I think he was the first one to do a dark side. Okay. Grind where the boards on the grip tape. Okay. Like he's just innovative. And so right away. Picked him. First, first run through. Oh yeah. I played with him most of the game. I played with Jeff Rowley half of the first Tony Hawk pro skater. And then I switched to a new character. I'd never played for the second half of number one. Okay. And then Tony Hawk pro skater two, I used my own created character. Awesome. Okay. Gabe, how about you? So back in the day, it's the same as who I use now. And that's Tony Hawk. Bro. Okay. That's fair. Very fair. Yeah. Uh, Tony Hawk all the way. Like, cause I was, I had friends who skateboard. I didn't have a ton of friends growing up just because I just didn't. Um, but he was always, you know, I did have one friend who was really into skateboarding and he sucked, but he, he would watch the old skate videos and stuff like that. And he'd show me stuff. He'd be like, dude, this is so cool. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, for me, it was like, well, it's, it's, it's his game. He's got to be the best character. I mean, a kid's logic, that's, that's what you think, right? Well, it's, well, his name's on the freaking disc. So it mu- he must be the best. And I just, you know, would like get the experience points and just like continue to unlock stuff or, you know, like level up the whatever I thought was the best thing. And that's what I'm doing, you know, now a very arcadey type experience for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Makes oh, sense. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think they do make Tony Hawk a little more powerful up front, but it doesn't matter towards the end when you collect all the skill points. Mine from back in the day, it didn't carry forward necessarily, but my first favorite skater was Bob Burnquest. Ooh, I, that's a, <laughs> or Bob Burnquest. I it's it's a he's actually okay. Brazilian. I found out recently. respect. Yeah. So it's and, and Gabe to resonating with you. The reason I picked him, and this will this will kind of shed some light on the direction Jacob was going and some of his hipster natures, and I'm not proud of some of these, but I didn't want the main guy. I wanted like maybe the second best. And to me, the second best was the second guy on the roster. That's not true. <laughs> if you look at the stats, that's not the case. He was just happened to be, it was Tony Hawk and then alphabetical order after that. So Bob Burnquest, I loved him back in the day, but for this time around, I made Jacob Bush the best skater ever. So I made a guy who didn't look like me at all. He looked way, he looked super Asian, which I get mm. a lot, but I'm not Asian. And yeah, man, I, I skated as myself for the rest of the game. And I loved it. I loved both number one and two, number one and two. So this is the thing too. I dug into this game hard. Number one and two as myself, awesome clothes, wore a lot of vans, but for my challenges, I came back and I unlocked all the skill points for Tony Hawk. I unlocked all the skill points for Bob Burnquest. That's where I stopped. But that's, I'm telling you, I played a lot of these other characters. So man, the creative skater is, is great. I loved it. There's a lot of customization. The clothing is fantastic. Again, you could pretty much make 
you know, someone look like how you dress today, if you lean towards that attire. But uh, yeah, I went with myself and then a little Bobby B. But I also want to know, in regards to gameplay, how did the actual skating feel? Now, I don't have much of an opinion from back in the day, because I was just not good. And I was taking with what, what they gave me. But how did it actually feel as far as doing tricks? Was it frustrating? Was it smooth? Did you pick it up really quickly? Gabe, I'll start with you on that one. It feels like uh, it's, it's, it feels it felt like butter, honestly, 90 percent of the time, right? Yeah, but I feel like I was slightly punished more for not landing tricks. Like it felt like in the old games, you could kind of bounce back relatively quickly even after you had wiped out. Yeah. Um, and it seemed like you could kind of just get right back into doing tricks, no problem. But I noticed like after wiping out on this one, and maybe it's just because my stats, ha- you know, aren't, I'm not prioritizing correctly, but um, like it just seems like my recovery was even worse than before. Um, so that was one thing that would, that would semi-frustrate me, but it was never, you know, it was one of those things that was like, well, I suck at this game, so whatever. Um, but I'm enjoying myself and it's like, it's Tony Hawk, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to the next level eventually. At least it doesn't force me to freaking be a perfectionist to, to, to move on. Yeah. So, you know, that's to answer your question. Yes. No. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> no, no. I, best, you know, no, you, that makes complete sense. Do you feel the same yeah. way, Adam? Let me tell you the best way to play Tony Hawk Pro Skater one and two. Uh, okay. <laughs> you go into settings, you go <laughs> to perfect rail balance. You are you kidding me? What's that called? So you basically modified the difficulty of the game. That's the best way to play Tony Hawk so Pro so Skater One and Two. You can't fall, bro. So I played the first half of one normal, and yes, it's fluid. It's definitely good mechanics, but I was eating it all the time. I was eating it. I, I'm Gabe, like you. I'm not good at this game, and I remember the feeling. Because it's the same thing that happened to me when I was a kid. <laughs> I would get so mad. I'm like, I'm done with this. I just want to skate. So wow. I, I turned everything on perfect and just skated. Oh, my gosh. I can't. And that was the absolute best way for me. I know it's maybe Bush League. Don't stone me. But I actually feel like a lot of original OG players did that. I you just turned it awesome. on perfect. So here. And you play. And, and this is... Adam, to speak to your background with gaming too, I think this is a good time because this makes sense, okay? Adam loves games, but plays a little more casually than most bushly gaming, most gamers in general. But you really love the games you love and you play for fun. Like if you're, if you're not having a good time, you'll throw the controller down and be done with it. You're not going to force yourself through anything. Oh, no, not at all. I'm not going to force myself through anything. Why would I do that? So, <laughs> I, and, and that's There's how a whole genre called uh, Dark Souls and Demon Souls that that's what people literally just love. Yeah, no, yeah thanks. There's, someone, there's someone listening to the show right now being like, okay, I'm done. Or, or, or they're going to go, I can do that. Like, yeah, exactly. I don't have to. Right. So, like, that's, that's awesome. I really do appreciate that because you just want to have a good time. Like, and that, I, that's and I had such a good time playing that way. It was the I best experience that. I could have had. Okay. Did it, yeah. did it like, okay, I have a question though. Did that like turn trophies off for you then though? Um, no, I think I got everything. You got to cheat. So we're playing on Xbox. You yeah. Still getting Oh yeah. Hit all the achievements. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, man, that is, all I'm right. glad I asked that question. Cause we could have completely glossed over that. Oh, I wasn't going to let well, it go. Okay. I'm, I'm going to freaking change my settings as soon as I turn that game back. <laughs> and you're going to have a great time. Would you really do that? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. If to, just to get that sweet, sweet platy. Are you kidding me? Yeah, for sure. See, and I'm not a, I'm not a trophy hunter. I'm not a achievement hunter. Um, but yeah, I mean, if that's not going to mess anything up for you, are you talking about it's, achievements on your Xbox? Yes. Oh no, I did not get any, any of those. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did you think? Oh, the I challenges like in, in game, like in game achievements. He's like, yeah. oh yeah, I leveled up. I'm like, I'm like full on, like full sin. <laughs> this like, is a true bush done. league right here, man. Living up to the name. No, I so that, oh my god, that's amazing. I, I, no, really, that's a great perspective to have because not everyone's out to to score these crazy points. And quite frankly, you probably scored really well playing like this. Oh, dude, I think I had like a four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand well, uh, single. Let me blow your mind and humble brag, and it's not humble. I hit a million. Oh, I hit a million combo without any. No, you didn't. I did. I absolutely did. How? Dude, there's, I watched some videos. Go watch uh, 
was it THP Andy or TH, I think it's THP Andy. Um, oh, I saw that guy. He's a develop. He's part of the development team. So I learned some of the tricks from him. But man, it's all about learning that revert, learning your manuals, learning your grinds. So like literally, I'm just doing some of these loops, and that's all it turns into is that you're doing these combo loops, and I can sit there and do it for like a couple minutes of a continuous trick. So I had a million. Yeah. So nonetheless, guys, I love I love these different perspectives. I love this. Uh, the game is accessible for everyone in this regard where it's, you know, you could be this skill level, you could be this skill level, but you're going to get something out of it either way. So guys, we're on to challenges. It's kind of on the topic here, but it sounds like you didn't really look, did you look into those challenge page much, Adam? I didn't read a single one. Okay. You just, just saw them popping off. Right? And did I just accepted getting... the rewards. Yeah, of course you did. Jay, I just did you unmatched why. Did you get that challenge page at all? Did you look at that? A, a little bit. Um, I was mostly focusing on, Kind of like Adam. Like I just, I was just trying to have a good time. You know, yeah, I wasn't really, it wasn't really, whenever you hit me up about this a couple months ago, I was like, I don't know. I don't really have the bandwidth for it, you know? And then I was like, everyone was talking about how great it was. And I was like, frick, you know, I guess. Okay. Yeah, sure. Why not? You know, I, I like Tony Hawk. Sounds good. Yeah. So to, I went into a, no expectations and just wanted to skate around and have a good time and, and you know, progress in the game. So that's kind of just what I did. I wasn't really focused on for this particular game, like getting every challenge done or completing everything 100%. You know what I mean? Does that make Which, sense? Those things weren't, so other than 100%ing the maps, those challenges weren't in the original game. So that, that's something that they added, I think for those hardcore players, which I guess I kind of fall into more, I'm realizing that 100% in each game, which I did, and then was like, I love this game. I want to keep playing. And that's what happened for me. I hundred percent. And as a kid, I never did that. So I hundred percent in both in a weekend and I decided, Hey, let's dig into these challenges. And sure enough, I enjoy these challenges. And, and, and to preface some of this too, this game came out on September 4th. My 30th birthday was on September 6th. Well, given the state of the world, COVID, I'm not going to throw a party. I'm just going to hang out at my house. My wife was super supportive and said, Hey, what do you want for your birthday? And I said, I want to game a bunch this weekend. Sure enough, Tony Hawk comes out the same weekend. I played so much Tony Hawk that weekend. Like I said, I beat both one and two and started the challenges. And these challenges provide so much content where I'm, ta- I'm thinking about it right now. I'm like, oh yeah, I've got some challenges I want to go do. So for those players out there who hear some of this and they go, oh man, I remember those games are kind of short. They're very short, but man, there's so much to do beyond them. Yeah, and I think that's what's so cool about a game like this. You know, for me, Gabe, I just recently got engaged and building a house, planning a wedding. I don't think I turned my Xbox on since January. It's just not my life really anymore. And I was pretty into it for a good five years. You know, we were playing a lot of Overwatch and Apex and stuff like that. But, you know, my life priorities were just changing. But this is a perfect game for me. Yeah, because I can just turn it on for a half hour when I'm stressed out, you know, maybe work's been long, turn it on, complete a couple challenges, turn it off. Like this is the perfect game for me, which I don't know if they're what the demographic is of hardcore gamers versus guys like me, girls like me. But this was the perfect game for me because of those reasons. Yeah, I love that. It's so funny you say that because I I do I this word. I really do, but I use it all the time. So it's kind of hilarious, but I feel like Tony, if there was an equalizer for video games for everybody, Tony Hawk's pro skater, I think is that game. Hmm. I could get them. Nice. I, could I like get that. With that. If there was one game I had to pick, it's like, okay, what's a game that anyone can enjoy. I would put, I call me crazy. I would put Tony Hawk's pro skater up there with Mario Kart. I, I agree. So, and dude, dude that's I, a great point. Well, so here, and call me crazy. It's an amazing point. So my wife doesn't play games really. She plays some mobile games. She plays the Animal Crossing. One of my favorite episodes. Go check that out. But she, when I showed her the trailer for this, she's like, "Oh yeah, I'll play that a little bit." And sure enough, she played a little bit. Like it's, it's so fun and it's so arcadey. Where something like skate is a little more complicated. It's a little more diff. The barrier to entry is a little bit higher. But Tony Hawk resonates with so many people. And I think a lot of people grew up playing it. Like it hit every single console for 30, 20, you know, 20, 30 years. So I Gabe, it's a perfect point. This, this is a, an equalizer. I, I think, I, you know, I understand what you're saying. It works well with everyone. And I think for me, this is a type of game. Like I didn't want to 100% it in a weekend or I don't like, I want to, I want to be able to come back to it and like, Yes, dude. Yes. Enjoy it. You know, and it's like, okay, I played free skate for hundreds of hours as a kid. 
and never actually tried to progress. I want to take my time and just dip in. It's it's like riding a bike. Like the first the first run I did, I was like, oh yeah, like I got this. You know what I mean? And even though I'm not good at like linking combos, like I'm good at landing tricks. So really it was just kind of like the repetition of okay, you know, it is what it is. I know I have this game. If I, if I want to watch, if I'm watching something for a review, that's kind of, you know, and I want to, I, I, ever since I was a kid, I've never been able to just watch TV. I got to be playing a Game Boy or whatever. Like if I'm watching TV with my wife, I'm, I'm playing my Switch or I'm tweeting stuff. I'm sending out proposals. I'm doing all kinds of stuff because I can't just focus on a show. That's how it's always been. So like I've been, we're watching Firefly for a review and I'm playing Tony Hawk you know, as I'm watching the show and it's like, that is like the perfect game to do because you can just, okay, what are my challenges? What am I doing? Okay. A hundred, hundred thousand score. I want to focus on that for the next hour. I want to just, just try and get a hundred thousand score. You know what I mean? And then doing that, you know, it's, it's just, it can be, this game can be whatever you want it to be. Like you can jump in every now and then if you want to be a freaking Tony Hawk legend, you can spend your life doing that. You know what I mean? Like there's a, a trophy for getting to a hunt, uh, player level, player level 100, you know, it takes forever to level up. So th- there's, there's a lot of very, there's a lot of diversity there in terms of what you consider to be uh, accomplishment, quote unquote. So a- absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah. No, I love that. A- absolutely. So guys, anything on gameplay before we go into my favorite section, which is music. I have something to say. Let's hear it. There are very few. Okay. Do you guys, I played, you guys are on Xbox. So obviously you love gear. You love gears, right? I, yes, I, I played gears one through three. I dropped off, you know, later. I think I played the first oh, one. No, is there a problem? Is there a problem you're, with that? You're doing yourself. I'm just saying really quick. You're doing yourself a disservice. Play, I'm not play, play four and five. Just do yourself a favor. I'm just saying. Okay. So I, I'm, I want to play five anyways. Okay. Continue yeah, on with the point. That's a separate conversation. So you know how your active reloads, you know, whenever you're going in, like you're just you're trying to time it just right, you know, and you have that feeling. I came to an epiphany the other day. Whenever you're grinding, it's like a similar level of like muscle memory in a way. It kind of feels like like you kind yeah. of correlate the balancing to that. And I don't know why I thought of that, but I'm grinding and it's like as you whenever you're grinding and then you jump up and you try and do a kickflip or something and then land another grind, if you mess that up, you're going to fall, you know, unless you're freaking Adam. You're talking about the <laughs> the little balancing thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so Adam was nodding his head and I go. I totally agree. And here's how. While I'm not concerned about the balance, because I'm not going to fall, I'm concerned about my combos. So the whole up down for manual is so muscle memory. I mean, oh, I, can, I get what you're saying. Okay. So something different, not the grinding, but you're talking about the up down. Right, it's manual. the same. Well, uh, yeah. Based on the idea he's saying of the muscle memory of yeah. what you're doing in the skating. Absolutely. I felt that. Okay. Which, yeah, no, that's Gabe. You're right. And it's, there's like that similar odd confident anxiety you have with it where like oh yeah i absolutely screw up some of those reloads and i absolutely fall on a manual or grind but also like it's muscle memory like sometimes i'm not even paying attention and my peripheral is seeing that reload and or you know balance well and you're talking about you know if you really want to get into the nitty-gritty of the game design too you're talking about two games and people are going to be listening to this and being like where is this guy going with this look the thing that those two games had in common is both of those mechanics are active mini games within your game. Yeah. And Tony Hawk pro skater was like one of the first games to do that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You don't think about the grinding or the manual being a mini game, but it totally is. It's like, yeah. you don't, you know, I mean, it, it, I can't think of a better word for it, but I, I think of how a mechanic like that was implemented. So, or, you know, so long ago and, we're seeing similar things being implemented in a, in a game of a completely different genre, but it, it, for whatever reason, like those two ideas kind of talk to each other for me. So, yeah. And to your point, I think Tony Hawk was one of the, the earlier ones to do that. Right. I can't think of anything else right now. I can't think of anything that ever, that ever did anything like that, you know, but Hmm. that's a good point. Any game within the game. I love that. Okay. I love that too. Yeah. Uh, gameplay, anything else, Gabe, Adam? I'm good. I'm solid. Okay. So guys, this is my favorite section for some reason. Like I said, music and nostalgia like nothing can take me back to a time in my life more than music and tony hawk delivers on that as well so i alluded to it my favorite old song like most people superman by goldfinger but guys i wanted to hear so they did this amazing thing and adam you you said it in the intro but they brought in new songs and a lot of people were super skeptical because people love the original soundtracks and they're very protective of them but they brought in great new songs like i don't think they could have nailed it better in some regards. Now there's some areas that I think they could have maybe a couple artists that I, and I'm going to get to a question on that, but 
What did you think? I want to know, hit me with your favorite song, your favorite old song, if you have it. But Adam, I'm going to start with you. What was your favorite from the old game? Well, I'm actually pulling up the, uh, the list of songs here now because it's one of those things where the music is so good. And, and maybe I'm the only one who experienced this. So I'm interested to hear your feedback. I never actually look at who the artist is that I'm listening to. Yeah. I just skate and hear the music. So I, there's probably a lot of songs on here. I'm like, who's that? But the moment I hear it, mm-hmm. oh, that song. Absolutely. So yeah. that's why I'm actually looking up. Well, the, in the original game, they didn't give you the track. I don't think they showed it on screen. And if they did, I don't remember it. Yeah. You had to, you had to press pause to see. Is that song. what it was? Yeah. So the new one, I think it pops up in the bottom right. And they implement this amazing feature when it comes to music. If you don't like the song that's playing, in the middle of your skate, you just click your right thumbstick and it skips the song. Which I never did because I, I genuinely wanted to hear everything, yeah. everything that they had and give everything a shot, you know? Gabe, do you have any old songs that stood out to you? Gorilla Radio, dude. Yeah. Like, that brings the feels every time. Yeah. Lights out! Turn on the radio! Oh, heck yeah. See, now that you did that, yes, that's <laughs> one of my favorites. Yeah, like how they infamously, ble- they bleeped it out. I was like, are they going to bleep it out in this one too? And they do, turn that up! Like yeah. they, you know, yeah. it was, I was like, oh, that's great. You know, it's like whenever I was a kid, I felt like I was like living on the edge listening to that <laughs> song edited. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I think we so, in yeah. very similar environments where like, yeah, you couldn't listen to that, but you got it through video games sometimes. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so guys, you know, old songs, we obviously appreciate that old soundtrack, but I want to dig into these new songs because I almost like some of these new songs more. And I, that could be controversial. I, I don't care. They're great. New don't songs. you dare. Don't you dare. So no, let I'm me, let me name you some songs, Gabe. And I want to hear what you think of some of these. So these are my standouts from the new, the new playlist that they added. They mixed in with the old one and you can't argue with this one. Can I kick it by a tribe called quest? Come on. Super good. Super good. It's a great uh, song. West Coast, West Coast by Fiddler, F-I-D-L-A-R. I actually have never heard, never heard of this band before this. Do you know this one, Gabe? Nope. Okay. Completely foreign. All right. Bomb Drop, which is less than Jake. And you're going to hear a trend here. Uh, she's Famous Now, Real Big Fish. So those two songs, ska songs. So they hit with the ska with Goldfinger a bit back in the day. They brought back some even stronger ska songs. Uh, I wasn't a big ska guy growing up. I've found ska in the last like three or four years and really love it. So them adding those kind of resonated with 2020 Jacob, which I thought was funny. And then you couldn't resonate more with 2020 Jacob than bloody Valentine by machine gun Kelly. And man, it feels weird saying that because before bloody Valentine, which was his first punk single, I didn't really like the guy. I didn't like his music. I didn't like his look and right, wrong or indifferent. I love his new punk stuff, man. And Bloody Valentine, that single, right now, and this is, we're recording this in October of 2020. Right now, October of 2020, Bloody Valentine is my single of 2020. It is my favorite song in 2020. Wow, that's awesome. I did not know that. And I couldn't agree more. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I, I was waiting for the song to come on, you know, cause I wasn't skipping any songs. Oh, I spoiled it for you. Right. I told you that it was in the game. You did tell me. And so, but like I heard it the first time and you know, then it moves on to the next song, you know, I'm playing, you know, I'm playing, I'm playing. Okay. When's it going to come on again? You know, I, I kept waiting and every time it did, it was yes. <laughs> Bloody it's Valentine. So good. It's so good. Gabe, what about you? What about the new soundtrack? What about Bloody Valentine specifically? Yeah. I mean, I like all the new songs. I think they fit great. And you know, there's a lot of those songs that they didn't, they didn't put a lot of, they didn't put a lot of Tony Hawk Pro Skater two songs in there. Um, okay. I feel like there's only a handful. I feel like there's a lot from the first game, but not a ton from the second game. Could be wrong. Which, you know, know, which is which is probably a, a licensing thing because they they couldn't get all the songs from the original game. So plenty got cut, and it, it might have leaned more towards THPS too. Yeah, that I think that pro- that would make quite a bit of sense, honestly. But it was nice to see, you know, Gorilla. I love Gorilla Radio. That's like one of my favorite ones. I, that's the one was always that would always like get me as I was really feeling the game, you know. But as far as Machine Gun Kelly goes, yeah, I think the song fits great. And, you know, I'm unlike you. I still hate Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> I, think, I think he's an idiot. Um, I think it's hilarious that it was smart. It was funny and smart of him. He's like, well, my reputation as a rapper is now tarnished quite a bit. Um, I'm going to make music that I'm really passionate about, that I'm really feeling about. And this other thing that obviously is bringing a toxic environment to my life and that's obviously ca- causing more of a problem than it's worth. Like I have the money, screw it. Like I'm going to make 
punk music, you know? And we were joking about this, you know, before it start, everything started rolling. Like, this is the best Blink-182 album that's come out in a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm right there with you guys. Like, I think it's a great song. Uh, still dislike him, but, but you know, like, I very much dislike Kanye West, but I still think he's, you can't, you can't argue that he makes good music and makes music that speaks to people. You're so, speaking my language, Gabe. Yeah, yeah I'm right there with so, you, bro. Um, yeah, and Travis Barker's on the album, so your comparison to Blink is extremely accurate. And and this segues perfectly into my next question. Guys, it's highly likely, this is rumors online, but it's highly likely with how the game is formatted, with how the menu's formatted, that they could easily drop a THPS 3 plus 4 DLC into this game because we paid 40 bucks for this game. I pay another 40 bucks for two more games or you know 30 bucks or 20 bucks for one more game. If they were to add three and four into the game, what soundtracks what artists what song would you like to see pick one artist and you know you can name a song you don't have to pick an artist you'd like to see in some dlc That's listeners hard. listeners out there i can see gabe processing this is this is not a tough one for me <laughs> i know where you're going why was blink 182 not added to the new soundtrack that would be absolutely be who i add blink 182 and it's great that you say that because on after school radio which is mark hoppus's uh, Apple Music, literal radio show. If you guys didn't know this, Mark Hoppus, a lead singer of Blink-182, is doing a radio show for Apple Music where two hours a week, he comes on, brings on his friends, plays music that he likes, plays music that his friends likes, promotes, you know, it's pop punk alternative emo is what he basically says. And he had Tony Hawk on the actual show about three weeks ago. And he asked Tony Hawk, why, why wouldn't you ask us? Why weren't we in the game? And he basically said, you know, you didn't campaign hard enough. So wow. to me, if they are doing DLC, just that conversation alone, I, I would be shocked if they didn't put Blink in it because I'd love to see it as well. Gabe, how about you? Does it have to be, are we saying like any song in general or does it like... It has to fit Tony Hawk. You can't put like La La Land soundtrack in there or something. It has right. to fit the right, right, right. Tony Hawk. Well, I don't know why, but like the first, the first song that comes to mind that I think would fit great in a Tony Hawk Pro Skater game is feel good drag feel good drag by Anne Berlin. Yeah, dude. Whoa. Wow. Deep cut, bro. Yeah. Like, dude. I feel yeah. like that would fit quite well. That, I don't know why. I don't know why that could well, that because particular it, it song was, comes to mind. Well, it was in a video game before. Do you remember which video game that was in? I d- if you tell me, it'll probably make a lot of sense. I think sense. it was one a Madden game at one point. Is he that, our new best yes. friend? I, I don't know. You're <laughs> Gabe, the fact you brought brought up Anne Berlin, that is a pretty deep cut. And for it to resonate with both of us Something, something's happening. Wow. I mean, magic. You know what I mean? I, I changed my it. answer. You want to feel, feel good drag and Berlin. Yeah. So what can I say, watch it, watch, watch freaking Jacob's prediction come true. Three and four happens. And then watch the, the intro song. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Dude, watch yes. that happen. You know that, what I mean? I love uh, that. But, um, Man. I think because I, you know, blink, blink seems really on the nose, and it's, it does seem like why isn't it there? But the cool thing about Tony Hawk's music back in the day was you would listen to the artist and be like, "Who is this?" You know, and unless you were like in the scene, Adam, are you are you quite old? No, I'm same age as Jacob, thirty. I mean, maybe that's old. Okay, okay, no, no, I mean, that's be... not old. I was just curious, but I, I had like this really weird eccentric uh, second cousin. And I'd be singing, you know, I'd have these songs stuck in my head as a kid and I'd be like, lights out, turn on the radio, you know? And he'd be like, you want to listen to Rage Against the Machine? And I'd be like, uh, I don't know who that is. Um, <laughs> yes, maybe. <laughs> you know, so I remember it was hilarious. He, he, he always used to make like uh, burn CDs, like mix CDs. And every time he'd come to visit, he'd always give them to me. And I had this iPod or, you know, like an MP3 player and an iPod. Well, I had a, a signature mix always called Rock Mix. And every time he brought me one of those CDs with just kind of like bands that my parents didn't know who they were, you know, and he would always bring those and I would always add that new CD to my rock mix list. So that's where like a lot of those songs came from. And that just seems like it would be a song that would fit just perfectly into that, into that playlist, you know, and Berlin. So, and I love that Adam, it was compared to your eccentric uncle. So that's fantastic. (laughs) That's who I am. I am the eccentric (laughs) uncle. Do you know, you Wait. know what is so funny? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no. Go second. ahead. Go ahead. Well, you know, it's funny. I, I'm, I'm watching you guys and it's like an alternate dimension. Like there's a multiverse happening here because when, <laughs> when I first started my show, uh, me and my best friend, Jace, we started up Geekly Biweekly. And the types of conversations, you're just watching you guys go back and forth. 
I feel like like you guys are our multiverse like us others because the types of things that he's saying and the way you're reacting, it's like, oh my God, that's freaking something Jace would do to me or like Jace would say to me. So I, I, lo- I just wanted to say really fast, I just, I love your guys' dynamic. It's awesome. I lo- dude, uh, I appreciate I, that, Yeah, we man. really appreciate it. I love that. Yeah, dude, we've got some mirrors on the other side of the country, right? There's, yeah. We've got yeah. Some, you know, we're, we're everywhere. And so. what's bringing us together? Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. I'm telling you, it's the, it's the great equalizer. Dude. It is. God. All right. So my, uh, my take for a song, I agree with Blink-182. The one that came up today, and again, he was actually on uh, After School Radio two day, uh, or Monday this week, but Mr. Jimmy Eat World, uh, Ooh, Lead American. Yes. I love that album. I love Futures. I think you could find a solid Tony Hawk song off of Jimmy Eat World. No doubt. Album. No doubt. So I oh, love to see takes, that. Takes my pain away, dude. Takes your pain away. Sweet The, the pain. There's, right? there's so, oh, pain would be great, actually, thinking yeah, about that. That'd dude. be a great song to put on there. Gabe, have you listened to the new Neck Deep album? Yes, I actually got an early copy for review from PR. So I felt all official. And then it got 100 reviews. So (laughs) I was like, oh, Frank, I'll never be sent another PR copy of anything ever again. (laughs) I was one of those views I want you to know, Gabe. It was a great I appreciate that. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that record. I feel like there's got to be something off that. Is there, though? Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Modern punk, modern pop punk, there isn't much right now. So if you're going to go with that genre in modern genre, that is, they're pretty much at the top right now. Yeah, they're, they're the ones right now. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the the new album right now. It doesn't have to be the new album either. I think there there's a song from a previous album that I think would be better. Yeah, probably. Bloom in Bloom. Yeah, that'd be a good one. In Bloom in would Bloom. be awesome. I love that song. It'd be a tough one. Uh, this is uh, I don't know if this is going to get cut or not. It's but not. We're leaving all the music in. For those listeners out there, check out the new Neck Deep album. All distortions are intentional. Maybe Sonderland would yeah, be my that's a great song. Yeah, that, agreed. Yeah. Uh, speaking of staying on topic here a little bit. All right, guys, we're moving into probably the most difficult section of this, and this is the BLG rating. BLG, Bush League Gaming, rates things on a one to five scale. Uh, I want to be very clear that we are, we probably lean a little bit softer when it comes to the middle region, because I don't think a three is a bad game. We think a three is a, a pretty good game. In fact, a three is considered enjoyable by, by Bush League standards. So I just want to set the barometer Right in the middle is a solid good to great game. Uh, but guys, what'd you think? How do, you, how do we score this? And I actually want to uh, kind of to lead into this with a question. Okay, so I think we can all agree, and most people would agree, that the original 1999-2000 version of this game, one and two, are probably solid fives, right? They, they changed the industry. Everyone owned them. I don't think you could find a console without them on it. Probably a solid five. Now, what does that mean now? How, how, do we, how do we rate something now that is a, it's not a remaster, this is a remake, right? A remaster is just up-res of graphics, up-res of frames, um, but a remake is kind of taking it from the roots. You keep a lot of the core the same, which they did, but it's like, it's a new game. So did they do that well? How does it compare to the original? Does it, does it resonate again? And I, I want to start with Adam here. Well, let me ask, when you're doing the ratings, is it Obviously, it's based on our opinion. It is, absolutely. I guess what, what, what I struggle with in giving my rating is I hear myself talk and I feel like I might be the most ultra-biased player of this game that's ever existed because, it, like I said, it's who I am. So, yeah. of course, I want to give it a solid rating where I don't actually know... Like, let's take my little brother. He's 16 years old. Yes. He, avid video game player... I asked him about, dude, would you be interested in playing this? Couldn't care less. Yeah. So, so I want to give an honest rating. I mean, I, for me, it's, do you do halves? No, we don't do halves. No halves. Yeah. And that, that makes it even harder. Well, for because, me, because everyone is giving this a nine it, on the 10, on the 10 point scale, people are giving, this is resonating around the nine area for a lot of people. Here's what I'll say. I'm going to give it a, maybe controversial between the three of us. I'm going to give it a three. enjoyable here's why okay my favorite tony hawk game is actually tony hawk pro skater underground okay i love game yeah i love the story element it kept me captured a little bit longer um we didn't talk about negatives at all but one of the negatives for me in these games is i do get a little bit bored after some time and i'm ready just to turn it off Okay. Cause I get a little bored. The arcadey feel, the arcadey right? feel. Yeah. I do get a little bored. Um, whereas I felt like underground, I got everything 
that I wanted of the arcadey feel with a little story yeah. that kept me captivated. I mean, me yeah. and my little brother played through that five or six times. So for me, I'm going to put it as an enjoyable because it's not my favorite Tony Hawk, but also for the fact of if you're not nostalgic to it, I just don't know if people are really going to get into it. Man, you're a realist. You're a realist. You really are. I appreciate that. Yeah. So if I'm just going all in on my bias, definitely a four. Impressive. A solid four. A solid four. Which I want you to do. So, and Gabe, this will be helpful for you too. The podcast is important for our reviews because it allows us to voice exactly how we're feeling for the most part. We, we do a written review and you'll see that on the website, but the podcast is our definitive review. We can kind of speak to our individual biases more and you have. So to me, I want to, I want to hear your four because it, it is you speaking. Yeah. Well, it, it, me speaking a four it's impressive. I love the game. I, all the feels, everything we've talked about this whole podcast, the three comes in at what do I think everyone else is going to feel that doesn't have the nostalgia? Probably a three, something that's fun, but didn't move the mark for them. So are there any other cons? Cause Gabe, this is the section for pros and cons. Are there any other cons that you want to speak to that? That was pretty comprehensive. There, there's really not many cons other than I just get a little bit bored after a while, but I don't know if that's the game's fault. I just think it's just the nature of what it is. And after some time, I just want to put it down because I'm just kind of tired of grinding over and over and over manual over and over and over. That's a product of the, the time, I think. Right. So, but I'm not going to fault the game for that. Yeah. But other than that, I, I really don't think there are. I mean, I didn't have as many tattoo options as I would like in the <laughs> custom skater option, but yeah. no Blink-182. But <laughs> other than that, I mean, it was... No Blink-182. Two. A two. <laughs> Gabe, I want to throw it to you now. So Adam, you're sitting at a four, right? I'm personally, four, I'm sitting at a four. Personally, a four, three, maybe for a, a non-nostalgic player. Gabe, how about you? So I, I, by the way, I love the way you sent me, because, you know, you sent me your your rating beforehand, you know, and had a very detailed and comprehensive idea of what it is, you know, of what the ratings were, you know, almost like even if you give something a one, there was almost like a little bit of good there still to it to be had in some way, shape or form. Yeah. I think this game objectively, you know, cause I call myself wannabe critic. Right. And it's very hard to, I've spent the past two years trying to really keep the critical lens cl- clear and approach things in such a way to where it's like, okay, what is this thing trying to do? How well does it do said thing? And even if that thing doesn't speak to me, can I still give a fair assessment and recommendation based off of that? And it drives me nuts whenever professionals, quote unquote, give um, professional reviews and recommend or don't recommend games to people. And it's a personal bias. It's like, oh, I didn't like Always. this. It felt monotonous. You know, no, yada, yada, yada. It's like, okay, freaking idiot. Um, I didn't ask you. If it, <laughs> I didn't ask you if the game hurt your feelings or if it was boring to you you got to think about the other, the other person. Yeah. You have to think about who, who is your audience here? Who, who, who is playing this game? And for me, I think there aren't enough adventurous gamers out there to pay $40 on this game, unless they have some affiliation with it, some sort of nostalgia for it. So I think your base audience in that regard. Now I do think that there are a very large amount of people that have played this game. Like I would say, I would, I would argue, I don't know the statistics. I bet 90% of the people who have played this game have played a Tony Hawk game at one point or another in their lives. Absolutely. So I'd argue the base audience is people who have a nostalgia for it. Does the game execute what it's supposed to do? Does it take an old feel? Does it take a, a beloved franchise, as I said before earlier in this review, and does it iterate on it? And, and some, you know, 20 years later, does it do its job? And I got to say, for the most part, yeah, I think it does a great job. I think it's objectively a good game. And if there was someone, you know, whenever holiday Black Friday rolls around and it, and it comes to be 20 bucks or 25 bucks, that is a steal, you know, oh gosh, um, yeah. that is yeah. that is a great thing to do. So to me, off of your scale, I, uh, you know, this is taking what I was said before, but also taking personal bias and things that I didn't like about it or that were just made mainly nitpicks. I, I got to set out a four too. Um, this is, this is a very impressive game. It's, it's impressive that they've been able to breathe life back into a franchise that has kind of had um, a negative connotation attached to it for the past six or seven years. Wow. Yeah, no, I, so I needed, 
I needed your voices of reason because I was talking to Ryan Scalf and Nick Beard. There are other co-hosts who are on typically. And I was telling them, I said, Hey, how would you feel if this got a five tonight? They're not here. We've only given a five out to one other game. It's kind of a big deal to give out a five. It's legendary status for us. It's not a perfect game, but it's legendary. And I have some strong biases to this game. I have some strong, I'm super, you know, susceptible to nostalgia. And I honestly came into this going, I can't pick anything wrong with this. And it's some of the points that Gabe made where it's, did it, what it set out to do, did it execute? And how well did it execute? And it nailed execution, man. It brought a 20 year old game forward to modern times to be enjoyable. And man, I was struggling to find some cons. And I think the stuff that you guys pointed out, and especially Adam, the fact that, yeah, like it can get boring. The base mode is boring. Like that's not a game mode you really see much nowadays. And playing two minute stints can get, you know, that's a little old. It gets stale. And for me, I like the challenges. That's where I recommend you digging into those. But for the general consumer, I think a four is very fair. I think personally for Jacob Bush of Bushley Gaming, it might be a five, <laughs> but this is a, Love it. this is a podcast that is centered around the people who played the game and uh, kind of centered around our conversation. And I will proudly give this a four. I was going to say, if you're about to give this game a five, cause you're not giving it a five, right? I'm not giving it a five. I'm giving it a If four. you're about to give a five, I was going to be like, all right, Jacob. So you're telling me, <laughs> so you're telling me that this game is amongst the likes of Mass Effect 2, Arkham City, Metal Gear Solid, like the, the Mar- Mario 64, like so, Ocarina of Time. Like. I know what you're doing here, Gabe, and this is, this is a common problem, and I think this happens a lot. What you just named are big AAA games, and to me, we have to have an open mind to yeah. smaller games being fives. Because you're, you're right. Right now, The Last of Us, The Ghost of Tsushima, the, those big, you know, those games get the attention and then more people play them. And then there's this echo chamber of, this is a great game, right? This is a great game. This is a great game. Right. But these totally. smaller games, like we just reviewed Spirit Fair last week. And this is up there. We gave it a four, by the way. Go listen to that episode. I, it's one of my favorite episodes. I might cry a little bit in it, but it could be my game of the year. Though we gave it a four... It bordered a five for me. And I think with Tony Hawk, the reason I was so close to giving this a five, and, and again, personally in my heart, this is a five and there's some people out there that, that, that resonates with, and I'll get to that, but it doesn't have to be this massive story. It, you're missing story. Gabe, you mentioned some story-driven games, but dude, at the end of the day, I spent an entire weekend playing this and I loved it the whole time. Like that doesn't totally. happen with games all the time anymore. That's right. You're starting to make me think a little bit differently here because... <laughs> When you think about games, again, and I'm the bush leagueiest bush league gamer out there, I at least I think know that there's many genres of many kinds of games that fit many different types of people. When you look at the subgenre of action sport games, yeah. there is none that, and I, we are talking about the original here, that pushed the needle like Tony Hawk. The reason we have action sports games, I think is probably because of Tony Hawk. Yeah. You are 1000% correct, sir. So the (laughs) fact that this remake, and like you said, it's really just nitpicky stuff that what I don't like about it. Did it so well in the sub genre of action sports games. This is a five. Sure. Yeah. And, and and again, I want to clarify because I, I'm happy with a four for this. Again, I think this is, I'm not going to say the Bush League rating is flawed because we like to keep it simple here, but this is a 4.5 to 9. Giving it a 4 slash 8 sounds wrong, but yeah, Adam, in that subgenre, it's a 5. But again, we're rating it against the whole entire the whole entire market. Right. If I was reviewing this on the YouTube channel, I'd give it an A-. minus. If I was reviewing Arkham City or Mass Effect 2 on my YouTube channel, I'd be giving those A-minuses. Mm-hmm. So it's all, you know, it's all, uh, you know, objective, as we said before, like, and like you're saying in that particular category, you stack this one up against any other, any other Tony Hawk game, Sean White, anything steep, anything. This is the best one. This is yep. the, this is the best action sports game you can play. Absolutely. But yeah. it does fall into that really weird category of it's not an indie but it's not a, a triple A game at this point. It's like a two, it's like a double A game. It, you know? it is very much so. <laughs> and I think in terms of quality, 
and this is why I, I feel solid. And I think a four, it feels, it, it feels wrong to give it a, and that's kind of why I've switched to giving like lettered grades for games on the YouTube channel is because it is so hard to put a number on a game. I feel it like is. it's wrong because with a, with a lettered grade, you just, you have so much more range. And in terms of like nitpicks, the nitpicky things I have with this game, they occur often, but it's not annoying and it's not intrusive. It's just, it's an, it's a, it's a mechanic. Like it's, it is a, it is something that moves the game along. So I know it's there and for it not to be there, the game wouldn't be the same. Yeah. But the fact that it is there, I'm like, if, if something else took the place, maybe we'd be talking about something different. You know what I mean? But in terms of nitpicking, in terms of nitpickiness and things that happen, often it's like okay yeah i got i have to take i have to take a little bit away from just based off of that no and that's kind of that's that's literally why i give it a four because it's not i don't consider it like legendary status i consider it very very impressive guys i want to throw it out to someone from the community uh chris lapack rumble pack 92 that's his twitter handle he responded to a tweet i sent out today what you know what'd you think of the game and he says it's perfect and i love it and I think he resonates a little bit more on my biases too. He, it seems like this, this hit those nostalgic feels. But at the end of the day, I recommend this game to anyone, right? Gabe said, you said it, it's an equalizer. This game should be played. It should be bought. I loved it. Adam, Gabe, you guys loved it? Yes. Put it on PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live Games with Gold. Give it away. Get it, get it, get this game. Show these, show these youngins who think they know how to game because <laughs> they don't. They know how to play Fortnite and bang on their keyboard, and that's about it. Truth. Um, like Preach. show them what what accomplishing something feels like like in a arcade game because this is an arcade game that you can get true accomplishment out of. Like it is so unique and and the feeling that you get from like, Oh my freaking God, I 100 percented. Uh, I did every challenge on that map that took me hours, you yeah. know, like it's, there's nothing there. There's very few gaming feelings that feel the same as that. Absolutely. So, hmm. Could agree more. Everyone should try this game. I hope they would. Here's how I'll put it. Like I mentioned, gaming has kind of gone by the wayside for me because of the things I mentioned, house and pursuing my fiance. My my buddy Jacob here, he was like, dude, well, let me back up. As you know, the wedding game is unbelievable how much they rip you off and take <laughs> advantage of you. So I'm trying to save every dollar I can. So yes, I would have loved to play Tony Hawk, but it's not in the budget right now. Jacob goes, dude, buy the game, sell it right after you're done. I'll pay you the difference of what you don't make back. So he's, re- he's renting the game pretty much. So I'm like, okay, well, wow, that's very kind of you. Okay, I'll do that. I, I want to be on the podcast. I can tell you after playing the game and finishing, I will not be selling the game. Oh, wow. Let's go. Wow. Freaking beast mode at over Man, here. He made I it happen. It. Wow. You oh can't gosh. you can't sell this game. No. No, you can't. Oh my gosh. And I'm ashamed of you that you would even think about buying this game any other way than digital. Shame <laughs> on you. Well, so, you do what you gotta do. I just so <laughs> no, I'm what just I'm hearing right now, I just saved 10 bucks, is what you're telling me. I just saved <laughs> yes, 10 sir. bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's dude, that honestly, that's a very, very high praise right there. I really is. With, with your cert, your current life circumstance. That is the highest you can give. I think you're not, you're not hanging on to many games right now. You're, you're, you're selling it all. I'm selling everything I own except Tony Hawk pro skater one and two. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you heard it here first. Bushley gaming, sell everything you own, but keep this game guys. I, I want to thank you for this. This was fantastic. Gabe, especially want to thank you. We have some upcoming reviews. So we actually recently recorded our Nexamon extinction review. Uh, Ryan and Nick, uh, our other co-hosts played that. That's coming out next week. So a week from the posting of this podcast. Following that, we're going to have some Star Wars Squadrons. After that, we have Super Mario 3D All-Stars. And then uh, Nick and I are reviewing Hades right now. And uh, it's a pretty fun game. Stay tuned for that. And then we really appreciate the feedback online. Let us know if there's any games out there that we're missing. We're open to reviewing random games. We love indie games. We love all types of games. Drop me a DM. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit us up on email. Uh, My Twitter handle is BushLeagueGMNG. Our email is BushLeagueGames at gmail.com. And again, the website is BushLeagueGaming.com. Gabe, man, it was a pleasure having you. I I would love Pleasure, my friend. Pleasure. I would love for you to, to plug your stuff. Where can the people find you? Yeah. So again, you we we do a, a very similar type show to what y'all do over here called Game Club, uh, over at Wannabe Critic Productions, and then also you have the Wannabe Critic podcast. Me and my lovely life, me and my lovely wife Emma, we do a podcast monthly called The Guy and His Wife. We're currently going through the MCU. 
she's never been through it all. And I haven't seen a lot of those movies in a long time. So it's been fun to go through those. Um, I have a YouTube channel where I review games on my own. It's called the wannabe critic. I, I claim to be the wannabe critic. And I do have to say, you know, my thing is I, I hate, I hate when people take themselves too seriously. It's one of my biggest pet peeves. Like I, it's like, bro, unless you're getting paid to review games. And even if you are getting paid to review games, you are on, you are thinking about what your next thing is, right? So whatever you're doing, you're a full on wannabe. So don't act like you're more important than anyone else. We are all just wannabes here. Okay. Agreed. Oh yeah. Amen. And it feels good to be on a show with some Bush league wannabes is all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Our themes are, Hey, the, the term Bush league literally means ordinary. Like it is, we are leading with that. The term wannabe you might as well just, they're, they're synonyms of each other. You know, we're, on the, same, you, we're on the same multiverse, way. freaking multiverse, <laughs> literally. I'm, I'm telling you, it's the same thing. So you can go, you, if you want to, you know, if you want to hear my nonsensical ravings, you can go over to that stuff and check it out. But if not, no big deal. I'm going to do it anyways. Gabe, again, thank you. I appreciate it. We'll, we'll, we'll keep in touch. And aren't, you, aren't you asking me where you can find me? Hey, Adam, where can we find you, brother? You can find me in Glendale, Arizona, building a house and pursuing my fiance. Uh, there's no, there's, you're not going to find him online. So uh, you'll find Adam on Bushley Gaming next time. Again, guys, thank you for being here. And uh, I really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, bro. See ya. No Blink-182. Two. A two. <laughs>